Someone who follows Superhouse and like likes my artwork. She has been posting some of her artwork, and she used a pen tool, pintail uh, brush pen. Uh-huh. And I've been wanting to try that, like, because I've not been happy with like a lot of the ink pens, like Micron yeah. or any of those, because I don't feel like it's like. I don't know. It feels too like hard and just too, you know. I don't know. Rigid, yeah. So I was. I was oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, well, I was just. I ordered one off Amazon. I had like a fit, like a ten percent off coupon or something. Mm-hmm. On it for it just popped up. It's like you can save ten percent. I was like sure. And then I was like on my way out. I was on my way before I checked out. I was like, let me check my vinyl real quick. And they had marked. They had knocked down around the fur by the Deftones to like eighteen ninety nine. I was like, that's a pretty solid price because I think it normally goes for like. 25 26 bucks uh-huh. and i was like and it's 180 gram it's gonna sound so nice that's awesome yeah i would love so this. i get that on yeah i get it on friday so i'm pretty psyched because i've been having a hankering for that album recently a hankering for a spankering yeah well just to listen to the deftones i don't know if i really <laughs> yeah. need a spank yeah i mean maybe her, man what a good time what a classic album makes me nostalgic thinking about it yeah, I have White Pony um, on vinyl. A friend got it for me for my birthday. Yeah, that one day, but, one day when I, I'm trying to just say, basically after my trip, once I have a little bit more money to spend, I think I'm gonna try and track down a good deal on a record player and get started on some vinyl for sure. I love it, man. I just I'm not into like the two LP sets that don't need to be two LPs. Yeah it just it's like i don't know like sometimes i just want the music to flow you know yeah and sometimes when you have to break it up into two fucking lps it's like what's the point (laughs) you know i get flipping a side over but yeah when i have to flip it twice it's like "Mm." (laughs) you gotta gotta get up (laughs) yeah i mean i don't mind that because the audio quality in my opinion is much better than like tape or cd or you know digital so um yeah, and for some things, especially if you are like a collector type, vinyl's probably the best way to go. Yeah. Say. Yeah, I mean, because like, I mean, if you have a CD, it's like you you play it in your car or you play it on a CD player and it gets scratched. Yeah. But I mean, I don't continuously like play a vinyl record, you know? Like, I might listen to it for like a week straight, but it's not like consistently. So I'm not like fucking up that vinyl. Yeah. So it's like, it's more collectible. And it's like, you know, when you have people over, you got like a little. You know, some people over there drinking, and yeah. someone's like, "You like the Deftones?" And you're like, "Well, hold up. I mean, what do you mean? Do I like the? Do you not like the Deftones?" They're like, "Oh, I never really heard them." You go, "Oh, excuse me. I have this album called Around the Fur. You put it on because you've had a couple, so you got to talk about your favorite music. So, yeah. you know, That's true. I think That's it's true. good. I think I it's a like, good like conversation starter. Yeah, I feel like most people now, if you, if you like, most people wouldn't have a CD collection for one. It's just not something you see common in people's houses anymore. Yeah. But even if you did, maybe if they're stashed under some DVDs or whatever, it's like very few people are gonna like jump at the notice, like, oh, I love this, you know, whatever. And let's throw it in the CD player, you know. But a record player, yeah, a conversation starter really kind of like sets the mood and it's that richness of mm-hmm. sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, especially if you have like a nice setup. Uh, I want to get down on this sometime in the and near I, future and I feel like when you're like oh yeah just let me pull it up on my phone real quick it's like mm, that's cheating yeah yeah it's people still, used to have to go look for music yeah <laughs> it's still fun if you have people over but it's it seems like much nicer and then people can go through the record and see that big LPR and stuff like that you know that yeah. alone gives you that feeling like oh I love this album 
to put it on or you know just to share your music with other people um and I've, I've recently just wanted to get a lot of like my older favorite out, like older out, like uh, older stuff that I've liked from like, you know, high school that is like transcended into more knowledge that I have of music and stuff. And that stuff I really want to be collecting. And I'm trying not to just like, oh, this album sounds good. I liked like three songs off of it. Yeah. I'll just go buy it, you know, because yeah. I want I want like a, like a nice collection of stuff that like any given moment. You'd be like, man, you know, I kind of want to rock out. Oh, I got this great thing. Let me put it in. Oh, I kind of want to chill. Let me yeah. put on some Nina Simone, you know, just like, yeah. it's just nice. I think it's just a nice a, thing and good conversation. Yeah. Just even the, just even the, the ritual of putting the needle down on the record, like getting it up, sliding it out of the thing, you know, everything about that experience is like, is like its own unique type of musical experience. <laughs> You know? I, I totally agree i love it i think it's fun it's there's there's nothing super convenient about all that necessarily but it's like you know you get to open it up and pull it out and it's like a whole thing how you connect to it and everything i don't know it sounds like a good goddamn time <laughs> and, and, and the, the only time it might suck is when you have to move and you gotta pack all your records up and <laughs> haul them yeah it, that's, that's a really thing yeah but anyway this is stefan of the superhouse podcast with Maddie of the Superhouse Podcast. Welcome to Heavy Rotation. We were already hi. just having we were hi. <laughs> we were already just having a little conversation about vinyl. Maddie's a pretty uh, a stalwart vinyl collector um, these days. Um, I'm envious of uh, being a collector type myself. Envious of anybody who has some cool records and a record player. Um, it's true. But I get jealous of your toy collection, so it's. I think it goes. Hand, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all we all have our things. Even today, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm trying to save money for this trip I'm going on, um, which is which I'm doing pretty well, which feels good. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, like I went to Walmart the other day and saw this Darth Vader figure that has kind of new. It's kind of recent. I think it's the Rogue One Darth Vader. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, so it's not too much different than any other figures other than it's new you know it's like a new yeah probably probably the sculpt is a little different though. but um i got that and then the daredevil uh netflix series action figure they just kept calling to me and i, I slept on it for like a few days i was just like ah, i'll just wait until because i haven't put up any new hot package episodes in a while and that's kind of my my rule i go by is like don't buy new toys until you finish like putting up the series the ones you already filmed so. yeah but I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. They're, they're, they're gonna, they, they don't seem to be hard to find. They had plenty of Punishers and, and Thor from Ragnarok, you know. Yeah. The figures that are, the figures that are um, really rare right now, like the the Hera and Hulk and stuff, are, they don't, they're not too easy to find. But but if, I, if I'm there, I'm just like, and I have the money, I'm just like, well, fuck it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Gotta go that- find that daredevil netflix toy is pretty dope though man like i like the sculpt mm-hmm. on it and i, I know that uh, action figure junkies thing that i follow and i think you do too yeah. um that like but some of the toys they post i'm like damn i want that and i like i yeah. stefan you collect all kinds of action figures and i'm just kind of exclusively just to keep things under control yeah. is like a pop figure every now and again yeah, yeah. um so but uh yeah as expensive as they seem when you go to buy them because i just hate giving money away anyway um, yeah they they they're really pretty cheap, you know. To like collect and collections get super big really quickly. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of ho- I'm kind of hoping I'm I'm paying paying close 
focus on like the boxes and the figures condition and stuff like that and if I open them it's probably just for the show but they'll go back in the box um, and so hopefully someday I'll, I'll be able to like kind of like I li- I'm fantasizing about this idea of like brokering action figures you know like <laughs> get 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 a large sum of money like a grand and buy a couple really rare figures expensive figures and then start like selling and trading and buying other figures and just kind of getting into it um start an ebay store <laughs> i mean just have my own you know toy store shipping store from home basically i mean it's not I bad so- big, yeah it's like a Oh, no. I mean, some of those guys on there are just like, oh, this toy drops today and they buy a couple, you know, yeah. and I mean, that sucks for people who actually go looking for that stuff. But I mean, um, a friend of mine, she was she's like met this dude and he that's all he does, man. He just buys toys and resells them or like finds stuff that can be resold. And that's like his job. He just hunts for shit all day long. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's crazy. I don't <laughs> I don't have like the stamina for that dude. <laughs> I, I love it and part part of the fun is the hunt too when you come across you be like at a Toys R Us or a Walmart or a Walgreens even and then you'll go behind a couple figures and be like holy shit this is already like doubled in value and they're selling it on sale you know like sometimes these things happen and you're just like holy shit I gotta buy this now and then <laughs> you know if and my whole thing is like once I can get once I have enough like kind of like disposable income I can start getting in on pre-ordering and like Marvel Legends buying a whole case because um, they'll send out with an official case they'll send out a certain count of figures like you'll get three punishers three daredevils one um you know rare one blade or something like that you'll get you know or if a wolverine's character in a case you'll probably get two of them on top of like three or four other figures and then you can start selling them from there but then those wolverine figures are going to jump in value so quickly so yeah that's what i want to do that's probably like a case is probably like probably a couple hundred bucks not bad. Yeah. I want that one Wolverine that's like super like awesome looking. They yeah, showed on the, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's got like the uh, blue the and yellow Revo- suit. Mm-hmm. It's called the Revolotech. I think I think it's the Revolotech super posable. Um, yeah. Last year or last year it was like, or the year before it was a Spider-Man that was really popular that you could pose it in any kind of like McFarlane crazy Spider-Man pose. And I really hated that figure because it just looked like a mass of plastic to me. Yeah, you know, just like jumbled up and weird looking. Um, and then last year, I think was the Deadpool figure that that was pretty cool. But again, it was I was like, I'll never buy one of those figures. But then they released this Wolverine one, and it's still it's still pretty relatively easy to get for the sixty dollar, seventy dollar price range that it came out at. Um, and it looks awesome. You can pose it in any way that looks like really natural to the Wolverine character. It's like the first one out of these Revolotech figures that doesn't look like a, a mess, you know. I mean, it still kind of does. When I saw a guy playing with it, but you can you can get some really sweet poses, and it's really high quality action figure, man. Honestly, yeah, I, want, I definitely want to start getting in on like some SH figure arts and some Mezco and some of those higher end. You know, they they start off at like fifty dollars uh, figure. So Maddie and I are going to talk about Mastodon's newly released, well, we're a couple weeks out now, um, a few weeks actually, um, of their newly released EP, Cold Dark Place, coming right off the heels of Emperor Sand. Uh, What a surprise. We're a doozy. Um, How do you feel about Cold Dark Place, Maddie? When they announced it, 
and it was so soon after because I felt like it wasn't like it's been like a several months since Emperor of Sand, but it hasn't been that long, you know. And when they were when they announced it, I was like, man, really? Like this soon? Like why can't this be like in between like albums, like couple years, like you know, yeah, you know, like, like maybe next year or much. something. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I can I can always handle more Mastodon, but I was just like, what? Give us something to tide us over till like the next big record comes out, you know? Because sometimes we get an EP, they can be really good, or they can just be like, oh, this was just some B side shit that wasn't yeah. that good, and you know, maybe there's like one good song on it. Oh, but not this EP, my friends. <laughs> this I I will say I love this more than I like Emperor of Sand, and it has easily climbed its way into like my top Mastodon albums. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I think it just shows like I, I feel like Emperor of Sand, like listening to Cold Dark Places, like Emperor of Sand is they played it. Uh, you know, it's just like safe. They played it safe, man. Like they have they definitely have like the Mastodon sound and they can do it. They can do it every time, you know, yeah. but I think Cold Dark Place to me shows a maturity of the band going past like, you know, like the thing I like about Mastodon is like from remission to like crack the sky and then like to crack the sky to like Emperor of Sand. There's a progression yeah. and I love it because to me, I like all their albums, you know, hit or miss some songs on some of them, but generally like they make a solid fucking album, yeah. but Cold Dark Place, I didn't know what to expect. I know these were like kind of B sides that they kind of finished up and polished them up a little bit, but didn't think they fit on Emperor of Sand. And honestly, I would have much rather them focused on an album called Cold Dark Place in, instead of Emperor of Sand because Cold Dark, like, because I know in Emperor of Sand they deal with time and death and like how much time do you have? And yeah. Cold Dark Place is kind of the same thing. I just think it fits more with that. Like, I mean, the Almart's great. I think it's, what's the guy's name? Yeah, Richie, Be Richie Beckett. And he's like, I think like Scottish or English or, but his artwork's just so good. And I like the guy who did Emperor of Sand. I think he, it's named, anyway, on Instagram, it goes by Medusa, Medusa Wolf. And I like his artwork too. And, or hers, I don't know. I haven't seen, I don't know, man. I just think it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I think my easily, uh, my favorite track on the album, just the, mm -hmm. uh, shit, sorry. I had it all pulled up and then I got out of it. Um, Blue Walsh is probably my favorite song. And I was not a fan, at, like not, not a fan, but like Toe to Toes is like my least favorite song on this album. But God damn it. All four tracks are fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that I've listened to it for like a fucking Numerous two weeks times. straight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the fucking like four songs that just fucking, in my opinion, blow away a 10 track album away, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, I think it's wonderful. I think if you're trying to get into Mastodon, you don't know where to start. I think this is a good opener. Like, get this. It's only like five bucks on iTunes. And then it's just going to be a downward spiral, man, because you're going to get everything from them at that point. But yeah, it, I love it. I love it, man. What'd you think, Stefan? Tell me. It, it definitely makes you want to go back and listen to the other stuff too. Um, mm -hmm. But but yeah, this one at first, you know, I wasn't like what you were saying when they were even releasing it, like finding out releasing. It, I was like, oh, this will be cool, like some supplemental stuff. And then and then I was like, wait a minute, I, I really don't like this song. Creature lives off of Hunter because um, mm -hmm. it was like it was like a Brandaler kind of like solo track that he wrote. And I was like, oh man, this is like some you know west borland kind of territory <laughs> you know yeah just wasn't for me really um uh, and then so i found out that this was like at, at least what two or one or two of these tracks were started as like a brand dealer solo project come to find later it was just stuff that they were recording 
kind of around once more around the sun um and so it was just yeah it was kind of like a b-side thing and then so it seems like they came in and tightened everything up um to make this really solid small kind of mini album you know it's just an ep it's just four tracks but it is kind of like a small journey of its own definitely like the artwork really evokes kind of the solidness the you know it's like a storybook you open it up and it's even though it's short you get you get you go on a little journey you know and there's a lot of melancholy loneliness but hopefulness you know and the being that it's an ep and not a whole album they it seems like they have a lot of room to kind of experiment or they took a lot of room to experiment around with their sound and you know there's a lot on emperor of sand there was like a lot of driving kind of positivity um in some of the lyrics and stuff like a lot of it seemed like a lot of motivational kind of like (laughs) rock songs which is great and i love you know uh, ran ran emperor of sand into the ground uh after it came out um by that i mean listening to it a ton (laughs) but um you know and and emperor sand was was great it's its own thing um i like it for what it is um i liked once more around the sun a little better um and definitely it's a different type of sound an evolved sound from crack the sky or blood mountain you know they've they've run this really huge gamut and i think they're out from under this cloud of feeling like they need to like uphold their metal street cred and be like super heavy and dark and this and that you know Mm -hmm. Um, because they still have and and one thing cold dark place does is it it throws in tinges of all the things they've done uh over the years in terms of their sound um you know cold dark place is really reminiscent at times of like blood mountain guitars the way they use some of their acoustic guitars and the riffage there and you know and it's got the orchestration the composition that like crack the sky these like epic songs um you know for six minutes i think cold dark place is probably the most powerful one thing that sets cold dark place aside from emperor of sand like emperor of sand is a really great rock and album but i do feel cold dark place has a lot more emotion and heart behind it uh, mm-hmm. even Northside star it kind of reminds me of uh, diamond in the witch house from the last track on once more around the sun yeah um, it's got this really eerie kind of i love when they get in this really eerie trippy space so Northside star you know takes from some other aspects of their sound that's that more sludgy kind of desert rock stoner doom kind of territory they dance around and blue wash fucking just rocks it's just like any something about the word blue to me like totally embodies this song um same thing that baroness song what was it called blue something oh no their album was blue it just has yeah. this this sound to it like they must one of these guys must have like synesthesia or something and this is my own theory speculating right now but the song feels blue to me blue is like one of my favorite color when i look at blue it's like i'm astounded that this even exists this color is so beautiful to me Mm -hmm. um so the song kind of feels that way is i guess what i'm trying to get at (laughs) it's really a special song it's like epic it's heavy it's light it's got great musical composition the the lyrics I was reading today are a little strange. I'm not sure exactly what Blue Walsh means yet. I have to read them again. But it's just, you know, a lot of singing on this album, a lot of good vocalization. Um, I can't say a bad thing about any of the tracks. I think Cold Dark Place is probably my favorite just because it's that Brent Hines. It's, it all sounds so personal. All the, the lyrics on this song sound very, very personal. So, um, And that's kind of their thing. So I think... Uh, 
my head's spinning, but <laughs> I love Cold Dark Place. It's awesome. And, you know, I love Emperor Sand. I love all their albums. I'm a diehard. I think Maddie's also pretty diehard. Um, yeah. but, but this one is just special. This EP is a very special slice of music. I'm excited to see them next between albums so we can hear some of these songs live. That would be fucking awesome. These guys never cease to amaze me. They're like rock and roll, heavy metal superheroes. They're the Avengers I mean, of... <laughs> I mean, they're definitely some they're definitely like from remission into where they are now they're definitely like i don't think they've like what people might say they've sold out but yeah. i think they've made intriguing music and yeah. emotional music and sophisticated music up until you know up until this point right now you know yeah. i don't yeah. think like i mean I, I like bands that take a chance and even if you don't like certain songs off their albums because you know they're not as heavy or blah 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 it's like you know they've done heavy man they did it yeah, you know yeah. it's time to explore other things yeah. and, and like yeah, and it, i'm not saying that like if a band continually releases heavy heavy albums it's not bad it's like what yeah. they like to do but yeah. if a band wants to grow and they listen to a lot of influence like you know when crack the sky came out i didn't know what the fuck to expect man because i'm riding like uh yeah. blood mountain leviathan oh, it was like and a like, album for us dude i i just remember us hanging out at uh fucking what's that bar in uh chicago uh it's the big one it's like it's huge and it's like a metal place it's like right in wicker oh, park the, the flat iron yeah and i remember we you went on and you're like dude they have cracked the sky here i was like oh that's cool oh, yeah. and you put on one song and then we ended up playing the whole fucking album yeah we were like singing for like drinking. an hour ours. yeah <laughs> yeah sure. and uh yes and that i mean crack the sky is my number one i love it i just you know yeah. just the i love concept albums to, just to yeah. clear the air here i love concept album i listen to any concept album but just nice. you know like the story behind like what they wanted to create and what they did and you know, I, I mean, I want to I want to read Moby Dick because of Leviathan. I just haven't gotten around to it, but you know, it's just like I don't know, man. Uh, Mastodon's one of those bands. Like sometimes I think I'm getting at like I'll hear like a Mastodon song, I'm like that's pretty good, but I don't think I'm into them. Yeah. And then it'll be like the album drops, and I'll be like, no, I don't need to hear it. And then I'm like, I gotta hear it. I gotta know. Yeah. And then I fucking fall in love with it, man. And it's like I don't yeah. know why I want to like turn my back on Mastodon sometimes. Yeah. but i don't know what's I, wrong with me. i think it's like, it's just kind of like the test of the fandom like you know like with me even there are days when i'm like am i ever gonna grow out of like heavy metal is this just like a long phase is this just like am i just this is my ego or something but then every time i think that like some great album comes out and i'm like holy shit you know this is my soul <laughs> you know like it gets so yeah. into it um but yeah mastodon you know they never cease to 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 lead with their their creative kind of sense you know it's never it does never seem like you know even emperor sand is really kind of a stripped down type of album for what their sound is it's not really very proggy at all except for maybe a few moments um mm -hmm. not as much as like crack the sky or even the hunter i felt one thing about the hunter uh, hunter that i really like is um it's kind of a their sludgy album you know it's really kind of slow moving and heavy and stuff like that and there's some great songs off of that um but but yeah, uh, cold dark place. It just is. It kind of shows. This is like looking into their their toolbox. You know, they used a little of everything from their repertoire, and as their music um, continues to evolve, like you know, they could they could ultimately in in time make another crack of the sky or even another remission or Leviathan 
Um, but then what's out there for us and Mastodon is probably something that we don't even expect, you know, in terms of the way that their sound evolves. And so it, it just like, it's really exciting. Like I want a double LP of, of a development of the sound that they're doing in Cold Dark Place, like an epic fucking, yeah. I don't care how long it takes them to make it just before I die. Just that, 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 that monolithic prog rock metal southern twangy sludgy mastodon opus um that is to say they've built a pretty impressive body of work thus far and by listening to cold dark place and us talking about it i'm like holy fuck i need to revisit them all like blood mountain's been coming up a lot lately i'm like i feel like i need to reconnect with blood mountain here uh soon yeah, um, I kind of had that thing with I, I loved Leviathan when it came out, and the artwork's fucking great. Loved it, and I hadn't listened to it in a really long time. And I was at half price, and they had a it was like twenty percent off sale or something, and like they just had the album there. It was brand new, twenty bucks, and I was like, "Fuck, that's a good fucking price for that." Because like, if you get a color variant, you're talking like thirty, thirty-five dollars. And I know that like Relapse did those re- reissues and whatever, and uh, there's just like plain black vinyl, just normal. And uh, I picked it up and I got home and I was like, I'm real excited. I put it in and I was like, holy fuck, why is this not on heavy rotation every hour? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why did I forget about how good this fucking album is? And it's like, once you've taken so much music, like, me, like Stefan and I do, it's like, man, sometimes you forget. Like, you remember the album being good and you can talk about it. But then you hear it again, you go, no, I was right. I'm pretty smart. I remember things. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, man, I just, this band's great. I can't wait. I like, uh, I remember when I, uh, we were talking a little bit through Messenger and uh, you were like, oh, what do you think? And I was like, if Mess Don't ever had a black album, it would be Cold Dark Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, I know a lot of people don't like the black album, but I think, you know, as like looking at Metallica now, Uh I don't think the black album was like, like looking into the future i think it was a step and then people didn't like it and then they were kind of like fuck people we're going to do whatever we want yeah because they tried something new and they're such bad i mean people bought the shit out of that album it's like a great selling record but i mean you know there are a lot of people who don't like it because it was a stray from their sound it was different but still metal um so i don't know but i'm a big fan of the black album and i listening to cold dark place i've had to compare it to any kind of like stylistically uh, like tone change or style change like yeah. still very rooted in Macedon cold dark place but i still think the black album is very rooted in metallica it just slowed the fuck down it's just not thrash yeah. you know it's still a metal album um so i don't, I don't know it's the, the only thing i could think of that i like because i didn't know really what to expect I, i'd heard a little bit of toes to toes yeah. and i was like ah, i don't know about this uh, i just kind of backed away because sometimes i don't like to like if it's going to be more songs i would like to yeah. hear it as a whole and i think Cold Dark Places, you should listen to it whole. And then, as a companion, because Toe to Toes was my least favorite song, Stefan goes, watch the video for it. And I was like, mm, what does Stefan know about music? <laughs> I was like, I'll watch when I want to watch. And then I watched it, and I was like, God damn it, Stefan, you're correct. Yeah. I don't know why I fight you yeah. sometimes. Well, I'm right there with you. Like when I first heard Toes to Toes, because I was like, I was bitching. I was like, this better not be more Creatures Lives bullshit. And then I was like, and then my first listen to Toe to Toes, I was like, I don't. What is? What are they doing? This is like just too light. What are they turning in? Like they're going soft or something? You know, like your initial kind of reactions to it. Um, 
I don't know, this is a couple times I was like, it's Mastodon, it's still good, I still love it. And then I saw this like performance video, um, in-studio performance, kind of like edited together video of them making the song. And just watching Brent Hines rip, like it, it really showed me how big of a composition that song is. It goes a lot of different places. Um, and it show, and you get to see that visually. This guy sings and he's playing, and then this guy singing and he's playing, and then this guy. Like they get to that last verse that's just Brent Hines, and you know he's just going off, man. You see the power of these guys just in every little thing they do. They take very seriously um, what they do, and it made me think about something like Brent Hines a few years ago, like in a fit of frustration and. And probably like under the pressures of touring and recording and playing and everything was saying some shit about like, I don't like heavy metal music. He was just trying to like troll the fans basically, um, poking and prodding. But it probably, that attitude probably led to a more expansive kind of sound that they're trying out, you know, to, you know, they're band, they got to stick together and make compromises and kind of feel each other out. And they've been together for so long and just making solid music for so long that I wonder if that kind of like led to the direction that they've moved in you know opening things wider because because you see how much how much fun brent hines is having in studio and i'm sure he's matured a little bit <laughs> yeah being pretty popular for being like a, a, a wild dude um in his public life partier and stuff kind of a crazy mm-hmm. dude um but but i think he got he got married this last year and stuff so i think it's like a lot of these songs are about like kind of like it or uh, cold dark place in itself the lyrics like remind me of like you know it's like it's like, like letting go of something that you didn't want to and you know the failures of some kind of relationship loneliness and this is and that and you know it's like comes from like a really real place so yeah anyway toe to toes ended up being like like it's an anthem it's a fucking rocking song and you know the the cold dark place ep runs the gamut of emotions i think so it's like for any of the fans, because I've known a couple people who are like, ah, I don't like the clean vocals now, you know, and I'm just like, they had mm-hmm. two albums of not clean vocals. What are you even saying? I mean, you basically don't like the band. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, so I'm, if you're deterred by that, then I don't know what to tell you. But if you're not 100% deterred by that, like, give this shit a chance because they're, they're, they're pulling out all the stops and they're, they're, they're as, as just as good as they've ever been. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't like, I mean, I think they do a good balance of like, you know, clean vocals with, you know, their normal scratchy, growly vocals. I don't ever think I'm ever like, oh man, this is, this whole album's a little too clean. I don't think I've ever said that listening to a fucking Mastodon record. I mean, definitely from like remission to like where we are now. Yeah, I get that. I get that comment, but. You know, I, I feel like, you know, everything, they, they throw a little bit of everything that they've learned or how they started and, mm-hmm. you know, like their experimentation, which is, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's got to get, I mean, at some point you got to get kind of bored playing the same kind of metal over and over again, you know, and plus your voice is just going to fucking wear out, dude. Like, I mean, you know, just like going to see Thursday recently and stuff. Um, I mean, Jeff Rickley can't scream the way he used to, man. You know, it's like strain on the vocal cords i know like when i saw mm-hmm. converge it doesn't sound as like yeah. you know of course it doesn't sound like the re- like the record but i mean it's like fucking you know like these guys can't do this forever but they want to make music they want to put stuff out yeah. there for people yeah. and i think that's why um like with converge they take so long to release a record just because i think he has to rest his voice for so long just to yeah. be able to do like totally. even short stints on the tour yeah. so 
you know, I mean, you know, this is like to bring you the music you like, you know, these guys are, you know, destroying a part of their body sometimes <laughs> to bring it to you. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, yeah, I think you just got to get to appreciate that and, you know, love their earlier stuff for being early and them being like, fuck it, I'll drink whiskey and beer and fucking scream my head off. But at some point they just got to think about longevity, mm-hmm. you know, most people do want to have a family at some point, you know, not everyone, but yeah, you know, like you want to be there for those things. You want to be there for the good times. You want to be able to talk, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, feel like, you know, as I, as I, it's an interesting kind of topic you've led us into, but I feel like, um, as I get older, I'm like less concerned about with like what, what the, what the predominant kind of like, cool is at the moment and so like i feel like i can step out of that and like define for myself a little better now um Mm -hmm. and now that i like you know it's like basically what i'm trying to say is like is is i'm more open than i think i was when in my youth i mean i'm still young i'm not that old or anything but in my my 20s you know (laughs) in my early 20s i think i was more i was so concerned with like with you know what was perceived as cool or not cool or blah 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 um, so now it's like I like good music. I know like the only things I hate and will rant about vehemently is if I consider something just not good music. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so so nowadays like clean vocals, raw vocals, like the metal street cred. Like I get it. It's you know it's fun to be hard, but it's even more fun and a lot better if your music is just amazing and it's mm-hmm. about your music. You know, it doesn't matter what genre it is. It's like good music is good music. I know we talk about heavy metal quite a bit on this show it is called heavy rotation after all um but i like other kinds of music and yeah and and especially artists you know i've always like i'm a loyal i've always been like a loyal mars volta fan and they've gone all over the map you know it's it's confusing like i don't like everything that they have but i at a certain point i like had to style well i don't know if that had to do anything but at a certain point i was just like you know what i'm gonna stop being so overly critical and like pushing certain things away that musically might mean something to me later yeah i mean i think it's good to try to be open i think you know the more you listen to music you'll like something will catch your ear that you might not like you'll be like "Eh, i'm not into it i don't need that right now but i'm gonna come back to this it just happens that i listen to heavy shit pretty much 90 percent of the time i can't help it it's really in some kind of like psychological compulsion <laughs> or just yeah. need that heaviness or like the last show i was at was um the this band pelorian and then headlining was uh, wolves in the throne room and it was just like like man i know there wasn't a whole lot of headbanging going on it, it was you know I, I feel like people think just because it's slow you can't like get some shit going and there's, yeah. a, there's a fine line you know like just a little pushy kind of like like on the heavy parts kind of moshing or whatever like there wasn't a whole lot of people getting into it and i was like i just felt like everybody dissolved away when i could really get into it and i'm just sitting there like headbanging like i probably from afar look like the most stoner (laughs) metalhead ever but i'm just like you know the whole time i'm thinking to myself like i didn't truly deep down i didn't grow this hair for looks you know (laughs) it's all about headbanging like i was like facebooking like this is my soul and shit like that um but yeah i kind of forgot where i was going with that that was a good show it's, <laughs> it's heavy metal is my is my essence in a lot of ways i i think um 
But I guess to my earlier point, like other stuff gets in, and, and, and like when you're, you're the genre you're deep into is is opened up by other things that they take in. Like you know, you can always learn something from somebody in, in other genre releases and that, or take you know, I even liked more like electronic kind of things seeping in and out of the music that I like. And every so like, especially metal, you know, when they did too much like digital effects and stuff like that. Yeah, it's done well. I'm into it. No, I've, I've recently gone the electron. Like I've like I told you about Youth Code, which is very like kind of the metal slash hardcore with like electronic element. Well, I mean they only have a keyboard player and then a girl scream. So like, and then I've recently because a lot of bands I listen to really like Depeche Mode, but they're heavy bands, and I'm like, so I listen to the newest Depeche Mode. My sister was really into it, and it's great. And so I just got music for the masses recently and that album's fucking dope and then like the black queen which like was like i think my favorite album of like a year or two ago mm-hmm. um you know like it's just there's something there man there's just like some element to that that i like that i'm just like slowly getting into you know mm-hmm. so electronics on the radar but yeah you know yeah. i just got yeah, i definitely yeah. got it oh and that band health also great fucking band oh, very yeah, health is great. so yeah that that's kind of my my you know, I, I don't quite, I don't listen to as much like hip hop anymore. Like the big releases, the Kendrick and the Pusha T here and there, and just like things that lean more into the old school way of doing things, I guess, hip hop wise. Yeah. Like the trap stuff is interesting here and there, but I really don't get down on it so much. But my only, my other like pool of music that I wade in is kind of like, like dark industrial, gothy, EDM, dance, like dark wave kind of dance stuff. Um, you know, just cyberpunk. You think cyberpunk? That's the kind of music I'm <laughs> into. You know, on the other end, and you know, I'm like anything with good guitars in it, like really good guitar, even classic rock and stuff like that. I like solos and shit like that. But you know, some folk here and there. But uh, but yeah, music. Is yeah, good. music is music is good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We could we could talk about that all day, but um, did you want to say a few things about your recent uh, love affair with the band Behemoth? Oh, dude, Whew. I love these let guys. Us, let us know how your what, what how's your journey on the Behemoth road going? Well, okay, first of all, um, I'm atheist, um, but I love anything like I just I'm very interested in like dark arts satanism just like any like i just love it i yes because i love horror movies and you know i like at no point am i listening to this shit going yeah i'm gonna worship satan it's just fun i think it's kind of funny to me Uh that like you know so much like i don't know i just enjoy it i think the darker the better you know it's just this is the shit i'm drawn to it's what i like to draw like drawing monsters and stuff and like you know so like i like I was listening to something like you might like Behemoth, the Satanist. I listened to it and I was like, I like the music, but the vocals just aren't like doing it. I don't know. They're just like that, almost like that black metal mm-hmm. thing. And um, I don't know. Like sometimes, like black and like black metal is like hard for me to get into because it's like blast beat, kind of shitty guitar, and then just some like some vocals I do enjoy, but it's just like, I don't know, just something there. And I get it. It's like an expression and that's what it's supposed to be. I understand. Mm-hmm. But like, I just like, it's hard for me to listen to like mayhem or, you know, any of those other guys that like created that movement. But so I found like listening to behemoth, I've realized that maybe if I don't like the music, but other stuff's going on, like album art, some mm-hmm. of the lyrics, 
you know, maybe I just need to get it and just like push myself through it a little bit. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. So I did that with Behemoth, and I really enjoy like I know Stefan's likes the Satanist a lot, and yeah. but I got to to start out like I think they had like a metal sale on iTunes, so it was like five ninety nine for Evangelion, mm-hmm. which was the album before the Satanist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that one, and it's I would say it's more like you, you know it's more like an epic metal like musically. Yeah, with like the blast beats and like the black metal and you know and all that to it, but I feel like his voice is a little you know it, I mean it's pretty deep and raw, but I feel like it's just a little different. He they just approach this album a little differently. So like immediately there's a lot of things in that album I really liked that I was like all right yeah I want to check this one out before I like do the Satanist just before you know like I need to get in I need to, something to get me in and then I need to move over to that one because that's how it works for me sometimes yeah. with music. Um, so I got that album and I was like, some guys were coming to work, uh, like I'd had it and I was listening to it, but I was also listening to Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, which I hadn't been um, a fan of, but recently yeah, I'm you. very into, especially the album The Night Creeper, because concept- here we go, concept albums, love them, yeah. about <laughs> a guy called The Night Creeper who is terror- terrorizing London and he's a drug addict and it's basically a fucked up version of jack the ripper but i'm sure jack the ripper was a drug addict too but it's like yeah. from the perspective of the night creeper but i love it because it's a concept album and it's like that sorry side tangent from behemoth uh uncle acid is a very good halloween album <laughs> you know it's got spooky yeah. it just feels yeah. like feels like the time of month stoner rock. yeah it's so good but like yeah. if you're looking for some good halloween jams that aren't necessarily like halloween songs or anything check out that uncle acid album i've been very pleased with it heavier because that's not that's not that heavy con- considering what Stefan and I generally listen to you know like mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, so I got Evangelion loved it was digging it like I walked to a restaurant because they were doing some work on my apartment mm-hmm. and just oh man just like had a great meal had the best piece of pie I've ever had <laughs> nice. in a long time and I was just fucking listening to Behemoth dude like people <laughs> families around me dancing around having a good time I'm just fucking awesome. taking in fucking black metal and eating fucking pie man it's great yeah. this is this is the way I live my life um, so anyway <laughs> like I like that album so much I was like I'm gonna give the Satanist another listen pulled up on Spotify on uh, PS on my PS4 was listening to I was like what the fuck is wrong with me why didn't I like this album before yeah. But yeah, man, I just think they're a solid fucking metal band that has like, awesome. you know, I think they can easily be categorized as black metal, but I think they have so much going on like lyrically and like with the instrumentation because like, you know, they can like, they can fucking make it groove, man, like yeah. in that like black metal way. And I think that's what I don't like about some early black metal stuff is like, I don't feel like there's the groove to it. I feel like good metal's yeah. got to get you in they're a definitely, groove. They, they mix the elements of black metal and death metal. Um, I know it sounds like a lot subgenre wise, but they kind of mix those. They're classified as extreme metal on Wikipedia, but yeah, but yeah, they they um, it's also just real quick, it sounds so evil, yeah. like he'll just like you know, it'll be it's all yeah. stuff from like Bible, the Bible, and like you know, yeah. I mean, the album's called The Fucking Satanist. I mean, yeah. you know what you're getting into, yeah. um, but just like when he starts spouting, like I've you know just some of the lines in this are just so dark and just brutal and just and it's like it's it's he's real confident behind the worship of it you know on this album yeah and he is what is called an atheistic satanist so not necessarily believing like demons whatever but more like anton lavey's kind of like yeah 
manifesto of like moral values instilled within like the being kind of the other side of the coin of Christianity or whatever. But this dude's been on on uh, been repeatedly on trial in Poland for tearing up a Bible and <laughs> on stage. <laughs> So like he's pretty he's pretty vehement, but he's a really intelligent guy. I've seen a lot of different videos. His Facebook videos are pretty funny. Um, there was one recently where there was like these Christian kind of like conservative like West ba- Westboro Baptist style protests um, outside of their show. I think in New York, and you know he was attempting to uh, engage the protesters in conversation, but they just kind of browbeat him and pushed him back with like, you all need to stop repenting, or you don't need to start repenting, blah, 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 you know, basically, basically bullying him away with their rhetoric. And so he's yeah. like, see, they, they never listen. I'm down, I'm, you know, I want to talk about these things, but they never want to. Um, yeah. So he's an interesting guy. And then the Satanist, is, it has this really, it's just like, it, you know, it's, it's more about like the shock value of an album being called The Satanist. It's really about like where this guy's coming from philosophically and spiritually um and and it's epic and it's just i love i love all the antiquated kind of horns and stuff like biblical you know just like seems like uh you know those scenes in game of thrones when they're walking by all those people crucified and shit like this album evokes all that kind of stuff and you see this the darker side of it you know most of the time when you see christian mythology turn up in anything movies or anything like that it's more it has to be a positive kind of light or you know or or even in the passion of the christ you know it's leading towards a positive end you know or something like that but but the darkness here and the satanist is just too rich and the lyrics are so good that lot that last song um what is it called oh something 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 uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was looking up his other band that I was also listening to um, called Me and That Man. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, he just recently did it. His name is Nergal, uh, Adam Dorsky. I uh, go yeah. by Nergal. Uh, he recently did a country, kind of a country album as well. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's country. Yeah. I would say it's more in the, along the lines of like a Nick Cave album or like yeah. if if like Nick Cave made a Tom Waits album, yeah. but it's like, I put it on and I was like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. Cause I was like listening to behemoth and I'm like, you know, I, I expect something different, but I was like, dude, this sounds like fucking like spot on Nick Cave. Almost <laughs> like, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I have to listen, I have to listen, I have to Sorry, dude. Did not mean to do that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I've, I've yet to listen to that. Actually. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you took a stab at it. Um, that track, Oh Father, Oh Satan, Oh Son, you know, the culmination oh, of the entire album. It's so powerful, you know, and like, uh, he's speaking Polish at one point. It's just like, it's nuts, you know. And, and then when he ends it and he just says, Oh Father, Oh Satan, Oh Son, it's so fun. Oh, dude, it's so yeah, good. He's like, like people, it's so operatic, you know, it's so dramatic. I love it. I love that, like, I love how that, like, uh, what's the fucking god? Sorry, I'm really terrible with with song names. Blow your trumpets, Gabriel. Just like as soon as you start that track, it's brutal, brutality from the beginning, and then by the time you get to the end, it's like an entirely different fucking album, man, than when you started. But it's still brutal. It's still hard. It grows. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Good stuff. And Evangelion's the same way, man. It's just. Solid fucking metal, man. I mean, you know, like it's easy to be like, oh, well, that's a good metal album. But no, these are like good albums, dude, that people, you know, because it's in a metal genre. I mean, I get that this isn't your cup of tea, but it's like, I just, it makes, I feel like people are missing out on so much, man. So much. That's what I try and get across. I I talk about metal a lot with people who don't listen to it. I love to engage those kind of conversations. And 
explain it from a perspective of like you know it's like once you get past the abrasiveness of it it's music just like all other music and it's good music and, and it's a lot of good music that can only be done this way you know and try and get you know because because after a while i feel like you know after a few years it took me i can pretty much understand a lot of what people are saying even though it's masked and that kind of growly vocal if not you can look it up you know and yeah. once you once you do know it you you don't ever stop hearing it so you know it just takes a little bit it it, it wants you to work meet it halfway heavy metal i think and once you do it's like the possibilities are endless you know you're like it's it's crazy to think that as a genre of music that can be easily classified as being like sounding the same have so much variation and invention and difference and surprising kind of like innovations to the sound and to me it's the most interesting genre of music with its many 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 subgenres I would I would say that and jazz are probably like a lot of people don't like those two musical yeah. styles yeah that's true. like it's like when you say jazz people have this like i mean generally when you say jazz people think of easy listening jazz but then if people aren't thinking of that they're thinking of like like more of the weirder shit yeah. um and i think jazz is just as equally as hard to get into like like really good jazz like when it's like you know that crazy shit that people are like how does this make sense right yeah you the know art, like that shit's really hard kinda... yeah and yeah, i, I combine and that's what I like about both these genres. It's like, it's not made for people who just are casual listeners. Like you got to pay some dues. You got to get in there. You got to work. You got to work for that good stuff. And yeah. I think that's the best music, man. I think like it keeps me going back to the same artists, Yeah. Definitely. you know, Definitely. but that's my love affair with behemoth yeah. right now. I mean, I want to try, I heard another really good one's called Demi God, but yeah. apparently it's like, a European release through like Nuclear Blast or Century Media, like over there. Mm-hmm. But they do have a vinyl on a Amazon for like twenty bucks, which I think I'm probably gonna pick up, yeah. just because I can't. I don't even think, Spotify might not even have it either, so it's got to be some weird licensing thing. Yeah, but or they might have rebranded it as like that album, then with another album or something weird like that. But yeah. I heard that one's good, and then the Satanist and then Evangelion are supposed to be like the top the top behemoth records to get into so if you're interested in something super fucking heavy i suggest it i started with the satanist and now i'm gonna start digging a little deeper that's what i like about maddie he's got that he's got that kind of like if he starts getting getting interest on something it's like all right let's figure this out let's see where it all begins like you know the story of music i think when we used to watch those when we would watch those ken burns jazz documentaries and stuff a big aspect yeah. of, of a group or an artist or whatever is the story that they tell with their music and you know i think that's what you know a lot of what makes jazz so incredible is the story behind what you're hearing and same thing well, with this i mean i think just the story of music is fucking interesting like how do yeah. you go from like you know beating on a drum drums, yeah. yeah to you know classical music and then from classical to you know ragtime to fucking like then jazz and then like it's just like and then you get blue or blues and jazz around the same time probably blues before jazz since it was a simpler not not that it's simple music it's very deep and i get it and i love blues music but you know simpler than playing like having a whole band like you can make blues music with a fucking guitar and just like how shitty your day is and that's what's great about blues music is a good way to express yourself but um, but to get there and then all, like you, then you have like punk and then to like, you know, hardcore to like, and then just getting to the extreme of like 
black and death metal like it's just a fascinating journey that it all leads back to someone one day figured out how to make a drum or pounded on something it was like you know what if i stretch deer hide over this it's going to be a better sound yeah it's fucking amazing man it's just like yeah. painting or any kind yes. of artwork it's how do we get to that point and i think we live for that shit like i mean i'm not an opera dude but i appreciate it because yeah. like i don't get it i've never like deep <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've never gone into it. I'm sure there's some opera out there that I'd fucking love that's probably just as, like, satanic and dark as fucking the Satanists, but, it, you know, I don't know about it, and, you know, that's on me, but... Um, I don't know, man. Music's just fucking great. It just it can take you so many places personally, and then it just has such a rich history of in itself, and yeah. it'll be a sad fucking world if we ever get rid of it, yeah, or terrible. some kind of dystopian fucking... I forget whose quote it was. I'll have to check back on that one. But it was something like, um, "The without music, life would be a mistake." Oh, I totally agree. You know, yeah, I mean, I forget who made the quote? It's uh, I forget who it was, but but yeah, I totally agree as well. It's a huge part of just what I am, not even who I am, like what I am in, in it's, my time and space. It's weird when you like meet people and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm really into music." They're like, "Yeah, me too." And then you start talking and you're like, "Oh wait, you're not." like oh shit sorry i thought we were gonna have like discussions about music you know not like you're just currently into this you know it gets i don't know man it's just like i don't like i get that people can't do i just but i don't i don't know if i want to know those people <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. there's too many people on the planet anyway you don't really need to <laughs> yeah but um right. yeah it's just i mean i i mean i think our knowledge and like people you know uh, other of our friends like the knowledge that we have of music and stuff is like i love it i love that i like yeah, we can have we have a whole fucking podcast about, and, like listen to us who's listening to this shit i mean i don't really care i like that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about it because i don't get yeah. to see stefan on a daily basis yeah. so and we feel the need to to because yeah it's again it's like flexing your muscles a little bit on the, your knowledge base of music and and um and you, it's just like the reason why we made these podcasts is because we weren't having these conversations readily within our within our like circle of peers maybe a little bit you know you always find the common ground with people around you but they don't all listen to the same type of music and stuff like that so when maddie and i kind of like our tastes are very similar so we can uh you know we're, we're both sharing in this like oh my god you know it's like just when the new fucking castle gray school comes out and it's like you go over your buddy's place to play with it you know it's like this is yeah this is this is that for us um so and it's good and hopefully it's sparking uh conversations with the listeners and like definitely more interaction as we as we build our podcasting empire um uh, <laughs> you know interacting with other people through these digital means which is which is huge for us you know a few years ago we couldn't even do the podcast this way we'd have to be in the same room with two mics um yeah but things have advanced enough that we can use the internet and the information age to make it seem like we know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean yeah. I, yeah. I i love it i wish we would have jumped on this podcast thing earlier I, yeah. I and it seems though you have at least two bands you want to talk about yeah well yeah i wanted to say a couple of things about um the black dahlia murder just released a new album uh, called Nightbringers if you're a fan of death metal I think if I had to boil it down I think death metal would probably be my favorite metal genre but I know I won't I can't stick to that 100% because I love the Stone or Doom sludge stuff and I love the um, the like psych metal fuzzy stuff I don't know 
But uh, death metal, I love that real intricate technical kind of stuff. Um, getting lost in it. I love revocation. I love um, uh, bands like fucking. What's that? Like the. Anyway, I like death metal, um, and these guys, they kind of like straddled the line of being like death metal, metalcore, uh, when they were kind of in their inception, so there was a lot of catchy tunes in their earlier albums, um, a lot of thrashiness, and really melodic guitars and harmonic uh, intricate musicianship and stuff. Um, and then they changed up some members after the album Deflorate, which is my favorite Black Dahlia album. It's just like from beginning to end, just such an awesome death metal album. It really has a character of its own, and the solos in it are amazing. Um, but after that, they changed some members up, and this album Ritual, I never really got into. I, I probably have to go back and listen to it again, but I felt like Ritual was a little overproduced and kind of overthought. Um, um, even though it'd be this another band, you know, it's like after like six, seven albums and stuff, like you think like, how could they keep continually making like the same type of stuff? Um, but the evolution of Black Dahlia Murder is a lot more subtle just because it's, it's underneath a lot of like heavy intricacies, you know, and it takes a little while to get into. Uh, but since Ritual, uh, they've had two albums, Everblack and Abysmal, and have kind of evolved on that sound. And I felt like Everblack was awesome. Um, it was really spooky, kind of dark, creepy kind of album. Super heavy, super intricate, super fast. Um, and Abysmal was just like punishing, just like from beginning to end. It's like, it's like a wall of sound with a bunch of shredding. They're just shredding and screaming and, you know, it's like mosh pit porn. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, like that shit goes on immediately a circle pit breaks out no matter where you are. Um, but and so it seems like they've, they're starting to continue that with Nightbringers. But Nightbringers is good too because it kind of mixes some of the earlier elements of of some like their first two albums, Unhallowed and Miasma, kind of has this like chunky, bouncy um, kind of shred going on with the rhythm guitars and you know the lead guitars are just like melting your face off until it gets to the this like these like monumental solos that lift you up so high tonally and then just drop you you know, back into the pit, back into the abyss. Um, so they really keep it simple. It's only like eight or nine tracks, I think. And um, they kind of stripped a few things down. It feels nice and raw. Um, it's got some really catchy songs on it. And uh, it's just a really fun album. I think, you know, they're the best. Out, out, they're one of those bands in death metal, uh, in the death metal subgenre that just like they're the best at their sound and what they do. So, you know, it's not like a huge departure or, or, or experimentation in any direction one way or another but it's a fun album and if you're if you're in the Black Dahlia murder you kind of know what you're signing up for um, but I highly recommend it if you have yet to get into them check out Deflorate um, and their first three albums their first four albums are classic fucking that's how they made their mark um, the other albums are really good and they have a little something for everybody um, so I'm really happy. I only got two listens under my belt. I just pounded my knees. <laughs> but, uh, I'm really excited that this is out. You know, we had a new Chelsea Wolf come out. A new Mirker mm. is out. Um, there's just been a ton of music lately that has been super good, super engaging. Um, and like winter months are coming in, so like I really want to start snowing and shit. Like me and that, me and the heavy, heavy metal become one. 
<laughs> it just, just makes me feel like I'm living in Game of Thrones and I'm out walking the dog in a snowstorm with some <laughs> fucking with some fucking wolves in the throne room or something blasting my ears. You know, it just like puts me in that headspace where where I may as well be traversing the lands with a blade and you know trying to Game of Thrones my way through life. Anyway, <laughs> the, the fantasy <laughs> element of it. But yeah, it was really good. New Black Dahlia Murders, fucking sick. Um, uh, and other than that, I kind of just wanted to mention a few things that were in my heavy rotation uh, before I go. Uh, what, what, what else do you got going in your heavy rotation? Dude, I've like... I, the Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, the Night Creeper, I'm digging that. Behemoth, like I already told my my love for them and that's happening i was jamming to some joy division unknown pleasure earlier on when i was processing truck today and i wanted something to pet me up this morning and so i put on mutoy man uh warmones because that is just a fucking like fun fucking rock record and we've talked about it on here i don't think we need to say anything else but god damn uh also just um very ex- two albums i'm very excited for uh converge's new one they just released a song i think a couple weeks ago called reptilian that sounds pretty dope and then uh there's a band from the 90s called quicksand and yeah I, one of my favorite records is their album slip and they have a new record coming out called interiors and it sounds different but it still sounds like quicksand but the two fucking tracks off it are fucking awesome they're not metal mm-hmm. i'd say they're just kind of like that indie rock kind of flavor you know with some kind of scratchy vocals but it seems like the guy you know doesn't have a scratchy of vocals or just like wasn't shredding his voice anymore and actually learned how to sing maybe and can kind of incorporate that but it just sounds it just sounds good man like i can't nice. it sounds like it might be a little it sounds like it's not going to be as like like indie rock as like early quicksand was and i think they're like they're probably some guys who were like in hardcore bands so it's probably like i'd say quicksand's probably more post hardcore than but interior sounds different but it just sounds intriguing which is great anytime a new an older band releases something from them and yeah 10 14 15 years however long it's been you know it's it's very nice to hear something you know, from guys like that, this sounds kind of fresh, and I'm very excited for that record. Um, need to get uh, into the new Chelsea Wolf, which you listened to, and I had yeah. a little bit of time with, and I liked it. But you know, Behemoth took over, man. I guess yeah, I just needed sure. hard shit, so um, it happens. Definitely. But I want to dive into that record as soon as the the feeling hits, and I think it'll probably be sooner than later. Yeah, once once you get into that, I'd like to have a pretty in depth. Well, a pretty good conversation about about the new Chelsea Wolf Hiss Spun is what it's called. Um, yeah, it's really good. It was recorded by Kurt Ballou, uh, yeah. who's our dude. Who's like, just like a musical. That's my man. A heavy music genius, um, but he really he really brings the best parts out of her band. Her, you know, it's a really well rounded record. Really good stuff. I need a couple more listens under my belt before we really get into that one. Um, yeah. that one's been good. Um, I've been listening to the new album by this band, Spirit of spirit adrift um called curse of conception it's fucking amazing it's i've been riding this kind of like um stoner doom uh wave lately you know in in the vein of paul bearer chemist um this band is actually on tour with chemist right now spirit adrift um and if you're into that stonery kind of sound they're really melodic really harmonic um guitars sick bluesy solos like sludgy at times heavy as hell but they really kind of go somewhere and uh, curse of conception tells a a great story 
sonically. Um, it's not necessarily a concept album, I don't think. It might be. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but their other album, Change to Oblivion, is also really good. Um, again, if you like that sound, check both those albums out. It's fucking amazing. Um, gonna be jamming that new Nightbringers. Um, I've also been into this uh, album Kodama by Allstest, which Maddie and I kind of touched on <sighs> last so episode. fucking good. Really great oh. album. We'll probably have to talk about that one uh, coming up soon. Uh, but definitely highly recommend checking out um, Kodama. Um, also, the band Pelorian, who I saw open before Wolves in the Throne Room. Uh, their most recent album, I think their first album actually, is called Obsidian Arc, and they're a fucking awesome kind of American black metal band in the vein of Wolves in the Throne Room, who have also released an album called Thrice Woven. And these guys haven't toured for like five or six years, and this is their first album in I think four years, maybe three years. Um, the last album being more of a spacey kind of tangerine dream uh, ambient um, album. Which is you're saying things I like. Yeah, they're amazing. That that album's called Celestite, I think, something like that. Um, but the Black Cascade, if you've never heard Black Cascade, definitely check that album out. Their first couple albums are really amazing. Thrice Woven is awesome. It's heavy, it's dark, it's atmospheric. They're just like, you know, it's very pagan, you know, even their stage show. I'll post some pictures to the Superhouse of, of the time I had at the show. Amazing cool. bands, um, but that's been pretty much... Oh, and the New Yorker, um, Mer- Merit, uh, I think is how you pronounce it, is really great, uh, similar to a Chelsea Wolf. I think we talked about that a little bit in the last show. Um, but that's been my heavy rotation, man. Yeah. Um, you got anything else you want to chit-chat about before we close her up? No, I'd just say if you if Chelsea Wolf's close, Youth Code is opening for her, and that's yeah. a fucking, gotta be a fucking badass show, man. I'm kind of jealous that it's not coming close. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I forgot to tell you, I do have tickets to that show out here. It's oh my god, I'm so jealous! Awesome, yo. I'm you better take some fucking closer. video, dude. Take some videos, some pics. I'm gonna see if I can't get in uh, conversation distance to Chelsea Wolf and try and uh, rekindle what we had when I saw her in Chicago um, <laughs> before before some fanboy came and interrupted us. It was before she was as big as she is, so um, it, it might not happen, but. <laughs> but you never know. She might be standing at the bar again. Uh, God, she's amazing. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, Youth Code it's is true. gonna be amazing. I'm really excited to see Youth Code. That's gonna be a fucking pit and a half. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, some good shows. And this next weekend, I'm going to go see Chemist, Spirit Adrift, and, and another local band called Abrams. They're they're pretty heavy. Super cool shit. I'm gonna try and talk to a few of these dudes and see if I can't maybe get them on the show uh, at Sweet. some point. Um, so that'd be cool. Uh, other than that I think that's what's good on my end that's all I got I'll just try to catch some I know Wolves in the Throne Room is coming to Cincinnati soon so I might try to catch that show if their tickets are still available yeah yeah, definitely definitely try Um, yeah but uh, uh, um, so be sure to check us out on all our other platforms check out all the other shows under the Superhouse Umbrella um, check out the website uh, superhousepod.com um, yeah you know find a way to stream it and if you're feeling generous go to our patreon and throw us a few bucks so we can uh, get more original content produced for the masses um, check out our YouTube got a lot of cool shit hot package new hot package coming in a couple days yeah uh, I've been slacking I've been lacking on it um, and we got a bunch of fun 
Superhouse things going on this month for spooky time. Uh, happy Halloween. I'll check you later. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.